Carissa, Delaney, and Allie. Six flights up, six flights up, six flights up, six flights up. Don't lose your sparkle. Hello, and welcome back to Six Flights Up. In this episode, it's just me, Carissa. Hi, how are you guys? Hope you guys are having an amazing week. I'm doing a solo episode because I have the most amazing parents in the world who are still together and they're equally as interesting and funny. And I have one of those parents that people come over and like want to hang out with my parents more than me, like growing up. (laughs) (laughs) If you're new to the show, my name is Carissa and I'm usually joined by my co-hosts, Delaney and Allie. We all lived in a six-story walk-up apartment in New York City, and we had some of the craziest times of our lives where we agreed to kind of talk about life openly and honestly, but always have humor. So if you enjoy that kind of stuff, please stay tuned because this show is about to get really fun really fast. Okay, now let me introduce the guests of honor, my mom, Nancy Fiorelli. Hello, everybody. Nancy, she's the best. She's the best mom ever. She's a tough love kind of woman. So my friends that really want the truth, they'll literally come over and just ask for my mom's opinion. Or if they need to feel really good about themselves, they will just ask me if they can come in and ask my mom like the real deal. They just want to know. They want to know the truth. That's it, right? Yes. Well, what can I say? Your friends are amazing. (laughs) They're beautiful. They're smart. They're just, I've never met such young ladies that are just have it all together, even though they don't think they do. They're just so beyond their years. Yeah, I agree. They really are. I think I picked And I love friends. all of them. Every single one. <laughs> and then my dad, Michael Fiorelli. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so my dad, we share a birthday, June 30th. We're both cancers. We're very empathetic. Everyone loves my dad. So he's the kind of guy that people come over and they just want to hang out next to him. They just want to ask him stuff. His words of wisdom will just, you just listen and he's the best listener. So he just has that like feeling like you just have a hug every time you're around him. Hey dad. He's very popular. Thank you, my dear. (laughs) He is. He's a very popular guy. So the pair of them, she's like a, a spark and he is just like this perfect mellow. They just mesh together so well. And growing up, I always like, noticed that, that you guys were so opposite. I don't think you guys are very alike. Like you share a lot of the same ideals about life. Yes, we do. Your personalities are opposite. Yeah. Especially about family. That's the most important thing. Our children and our family, that is the most important thing in my life. And my husband, he is a saint because he puts up with me. No, it's actually the other way around. Oh, I don't know about (laughs) that, but he is. Ask Carissa. Because no, I'm both, crazy. You're both saints. So there's a, di- here's my thing. There's a difference in like what people perceive as what being a saint is, right? So he has like outwardly, everyone would agree that he is like this heart, warm hearted person, but there are people who are warm hearted and can be deceiving, right? But they aren't actually that person. He is. But then there's my mom who comes off like a little bit more of a hard shell and a little more aggressive and straightforward, but she's the exact same way inside. She has the same intentions. She wants the best for everybody yep. and she'll do anything for you and for us. So they have the same exact intentions. They just have different methods of delivering them. That's what, the way I see it. Anyway. That's so true. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. 
So I need to know, well, I know the story and I only recently found out the whole real story about how you guys finally got together because there's a little bit of tea here. And (laughs) I, so I grew up, I am the fourth child out of five. They've had five children together. And I just grew up like, I don't know if you guys realize this from my perspective, I was born and like everyone did everything for me. I didn't really think about how you guys got together. I didn't think about anything before I existed. I didn't think about your lives before I existed. And then like one year, I remember I went to a funeral and someone was like, that's your dad's ex-wife. And I was like, my dad has an ex-wife? <laughs> yeah, he was all happy. I had no- <laughs> Well, I had literally no idea. So then I was like, oh my God, I need to like, I need to pay attention and find out about this history. So who wants to start off? I need to, I want to know from the time that before you guys got together, when you were his actual wife's hairdresser. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's so crazy. But um, I had a boyfriend and he had a wife. Now, what year do you think this was? So it was was like 1979. Yeah, 79, 80. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. But um, the guy that I was going out with was friends with Mike and Mike's wife. And um, I was a hairdresser and uh, I started doing her hair. She was lovely. She was a beautiful person. She really wasn't a lovely person. But they broke up. And um, my, me and my boyfriend broke up. And it was all because of extra marital affairs. Oh, the tea. Yes, but it wasn't. The thickens. But it wasn't me. you and your boyfriend, well, he cheated on you. Yes, he had another girlfriend. You had another girlfriend Mm. or whatever. Mm. We'll Uh, get into that later. It's always something like that. You know what I mean? But you you have to go through heartache to really appreciate true love. And then Mike also was married and he had. Uh, same situation. He, yes, right? he had same situation. He yeah. got his heart broken too. And um And he's, he's older than you. How much older than seven years? So my dad is seven years older than my mom, and yes. he had just gotten divorced. His wife, you know, strayed from and their I, relationship. Yeah, I didn't realize that I even had feelings for him. You were just around each I other. I was just a friend his friend. We were very yeah. good friends. We were of just his friend and he was so heartbroken. But that's probably because he was married, so he didn't really he gave no, you the I opportunity. Would never do that. I would yeah. never do no. that. Well it gave you the opportunity to look he, at him as a friend and not think about him that way. And then he was single and you were like, Oh <laughs> people thought that that maybe there was something going on behind the scenes, but that was never gonna happen on, on either one of our ends. So we had to wait and um, we became better friends. Yeah, I felt so sorry for him. He was, we used to go to this club called the Velvet Lounge. I don't know if anybody knows the Velvet we, Lounge. Uh, they grew up in Philadelphia, yeah. so the Velvet Lounge in Philadelphia, if you're familiar. Yeah, so I can remember he was so heartbroken, and he was sitting in the corner, and they used to have those male strip reviews there or whatever. Oh. I knew I could find a good girl there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so anyway, um, I can remember I told my girlfriend, my girlfriend, Jenny, who's been one of my best friends for many years. I said to her, oh my God, I feel so bad for Mike. Look at him. He's so heartbroken. I said, I'm going to get him up there dancing. And then I never heard you cut in and then you get him dancing. And so I said, we won't let him off the floor or whatever. (laughs) And so I started, I got him up dancing. Then Jenny cut in and she started dancing with him. And then every other girl in the bar noticed we were doing this. 
and they started doing it. Well, don't. It was a tough night. Yeah, it was really <laughs> tough. He danced with every girl in the bar. There's a lot of pressure there. Yeah. And so that's how we really became good friends because he had thanked me. Yeah. That's so he cute. I never me. heard that portion. Yeah. yeah, that was really cute. And so then we used to meet at the Velvet Lounge. Was it on Wednesdays, Mike? Yeah. Oh, and it's a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah and it's right a Wednesday. Now. On Wednesdays, yeah. we all used to go there. Yep. And uh, one Wednesday, everybody decided after we're all drinking, let's go down the shore. Oh, God. So we all got together and we all drove down the shore. It was Jenny, Uncle Jim. It was so many people. We um, all went. Now, mind you, I wasn't married at this point. No. Oh, yeah. You were divorced uh, or separated? Yeah. I was actually divorced at that point. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he was a free man and you were single. Yes. So we go down there and I really didn't have any romantic feelings about him at all. At that time, I just felt that he was a really good friend and I just cared about him. And so we go down the shore. We didn't even sleep. Just went right down the shore. And we ended up on the beach. Oh my God, you guys are so fun. He was so, he was the lotion boy. He put lotion on everybody. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I swear to God. I swear yeah. to God. We were like, and he is like, if you don't know Mike, he's got red hair and he's lily white. I mean, <laughs> he's like, so anyway, uh, he was putting lotion on everybody. It was so funny. We were cracking up. We were like, come on, get over here. I need lotion on my back. <laughs> And uh, I put the lotion on the skin. <laughs> yeah, I put the lotion on the skin. So anyway, um, we decide let's take a walk down the beach. So we're walking down the beach and he just grabs my hand. And he's holding my hand and I'm like, oh my God. So that was like the first thing that ever. Yeah, that was the first thing that ever happened. He grabbed my hand and then. That's a while. I just looked at him and thought, oh, I don't know. Well, what about this? So, so a lesson to any men listening if you want something, you just kind of have to put your, like, you know, what made you do that? Because I feel like a lot of men are afraid nowadays. Well, to tell you the truth, uh, first time I seen her, I actually, I had a crush. Oh, when you were still married. And I was still married. And, and I had actually told my ex-wife, at that time was my wife, if there was ever anybody in this world that I would leave you for, it would be her. And she said to me, I don't blame you. <laughs> and I'll was, put up a uh, throwback picture of my mom and dad here. They were snacks. They still are snacks, yeah. but I'll give you a little reference, a visual reference on online <laughs> but anyway, on the, on the uh, Instagram. This is really funny though. This is so funny. So anyway, we're walking down the beach. He grabs my hand. We're walking hand in hand and we walk all the way down the beach. So we had such a great time that whole day, that whole night. And that's when Jenny, we're sitting in the car driving home and I think we were sitting in the back of the car, you and me, and we started holding hands, didn't we? Yeah. And then we started, uh, I think we kissed or something. And Jenny was like, Aunt Jenny, she was uh, like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. She was no like idea. looking at me like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just going it with feels it. Right. Yeah, it feels right. Yeah. It feels right. So anyway, we go home. And so I was just like, well, I don't know what's going on, but I'm just going to see where this goes. So don't you know? The very next day, his ex-wife calls him and says, I seen you on the beach no. with Nancy holding hands. That was the no. first time we ever held hands. Wow. You know what? That's karma. It really That's is karma. karma. It's like She you know, was on the same beach we were on. Because you still don't talk bad of her. I've never heard my mom speak bad of my dad's ex-wife ever, actually, ever. And she's... <laughs> And the fact that she witnessed that happening, it's like neither one of what you wish bad on What did she say to you, Mike? What did she say? 
Uh, I don't recall how she put it in words, but uh, it wasn't good. Yeah, it wasn't good. It was uh, something to the effect of, uh, I see you have a friend that, you know, maybe you guys were friends for a long time. Oh, she was trying to imply that you guys yeah. had been. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, well, no, I'm nothing like you. Oh, ooh. Uh, I, um, I did not go to that mountain. Although, if I would have went there, it would have been with her. That's for damn sure. But that's so yeah. funny because he took me out for a motorcycle ride. Yeah. You remember that? Yes, and I Paul do. seen us. That was my boyfriend. That was your ex? That was my, and he seen us. Well, it was so Stop. funny because we, we went over Aunt Jenny's apartment and um, I was on the back of his motorcycle and I was just helping him at yeah, that I time. We I was, were we were not, still friends. Yeah. we were just friends, but oh, I kind of, I kind of knew something was going on. But anyway. You were holding on awful tight. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was, I was. But anyway, we show up there and then here, my boyfriend Paul that we were kind of broken up but he followed me there and he seen Mike and he got a big smile on his face but I was sitting on the back with a oh, helmet he on it was you. he didn't realize I took my helmet off he almost died right there that's yeah. karma people that's true that's what you get it was really funny it was so funny you know sometimes relationships funny, but- don't work out and like hey we've all had our fair share of relationships that don't work People aren't meant to be together sometimes, and that's yeah. absolutely fine. But when you cheat on somebody and you waste their time and the precious time that we do have, mm-hmm. sorry, but you kind of deserve that. You kind of do. Yeah, Paul was a very, very good friend of mine, and and, so I, and I said to him at one point when I knew he was dating two different girls and he was serious with both of them, I don't understand why you're dating this other girl when you have Nancy. So you knew that this guy, Paul, was cheating he on knew. mom? I, I grew up with Paul. I knew what he was about. He was, Ugh, a, he was a player. That's awful. And he played all the girls. And he was playing Nancy. And, and I was just, because I had already had my heart broken, and I was saying to myself, oh, my gosh, what's he doing to her? This is crazy. She has to know what's going on here. And I said to him, if you don't leave that other girl and take Nancy, there's something absolutely wrong with you. Let and- me just let me just real quick. <laughs> because there needs to be more men that see other men doing these kind of things and they're just like, what are you doing? You're like weird. This is a weird thing to do to a good woman. It's just odd. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, I could not believe he was gonna let her get away. He says, Well, I just can't make up my mind. Oh God. And I think that was the last time. And I looked him in the eye and said, okay, that's all I need to know. And I walked away from him and I... Did you lose respect for him right then I lost there? respect for him and I said to myself, the door's starting to open a little bit. I mean, yeah, maybe with any kind of luck, you know, she'll feel the same way towards me. We both were jilted. We both survived it. We were both tired of being the other guy, you know, the, the person who's sitting at home watching everything go down when yeah. we should have been out there on our own too. And um, it just was working at that point. Like I said, man, this just might really, really work. I was really, really hoping. I just could not believe that she was going to give me the right time of day. She was so unbelievably gorgeous. Oh, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Was just <laughs> couldn't I couldn't take my eyes off her. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and that is not a lie. And uh, I still to this day feel the same way. And uh, she still makes my heart flutter. 
And probably always will. See, this is why I have dating issues, you guys. Thank God I finally found Mark. But growing up when you see your parents have this like love affair and you hear all these stories and you just think it's never going to happen for you. But how did you guys, so obviously hearing that story, I know how you probably knew you guys were at the right timing in your life to meet each other, really. Yes. Um, But, you know, you had just been divorced and you never been married. And how old were you? I was like 24, 23. I think we were, I was 23 when I met you. And then you were, I can remember. I was 30. Yeah. I can remember I was 23 the first time I met you and I thought you were a pig because we went to a wedding and I went with my boyfriend and he was like, put his arm around me. He's going, oh my God, you're so beautiful. Oh my God. He couldn't help himself. I was just, and he was drinking and I'm thinking, get get this guy away from me. I couldn't take my eyes off her. I really couldn't. See, that's what every girl like dreams is going to happen to them though. But like you always think that's what's going to happen. That doesn't happen anymore. But he was married and I met his oh, wife. Okay. okay. And I we see. were at a wedding. It was Drew's wedding. Yeah. It was Drew's wedding. Right. And this is hilarious. Because it is so funny. You don't think that your parents have stories, but like when you actually sit down with your parents and I highly recommend you do and ask them, even if they're divorced, ask them their individual stories, you'll learn that they sound exactly like your current stories. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You're right. It's so funny because every time I turned around, he was right there beside me and he was looking at me and I'm like, he was mesmerized. I was like, said to my boyfriend at the time, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> I said, he's married. His wife is gorgeous. And who were you with Paul? Yeah, it was with Paul Idiot. at the time. And Paul's yeah. like, I don't know, there's something wrong with him. And really- no, and he kept saying to Paul, lucky guy. He was so drunk. He's Stop like, lucky guy. guy. Yeah, I mean, you knew it. You wanted from- love um, it. Would you say it was love at first sight for you? It definitely was for me. I mean, I had a crush on her long before I ever showed anything. and, and That's I- because you see me in a bikini. Let's <laughs> not lie. Gosh. Let's not lie. I can't lie. Long before the days of Instagram where you had to actually know somebody to see them in a bikini. Here they are, people. She would come to my house and cut my wife's hair. And then she would commence to get in this, I don't even know if it was a two-piece. It it was a couple of little pieces thrown thrown together. And she would get in my pool and I would just sit in the house thinking, I can't even go out in the pool. I can't even go out there. I won't be able to stop looking at her. It was like, <laughs> so funny, and it was you know I was at that time I realized that the, the affections I don't have towards my wife. Yeah, so, that's so true. That is you know, so. And, and wow. I don't. I don't think I ever felt that way towards her. And that speaks so many volumes to like comparison and having to have the feelings not be there to yeah. realize when they are there. Yeah. Do you think you would have felt the same way if you had never been cheated on? If you had never been heartbroken, do you think it would have been so obvious to you? Well, I was one of them kind of guys that believed in marriage and I put blinders on most of the time. When I felt there was something going on behind my back, as you know, you can usually feel that. Yeah, totally. Then I started getting a little bit, my eyes started looking around the room also. And it was like, I mean, what's good for you is going to be good for me type of thing. And it just wasn't it wasn't working. I wasn't right. The, like you felt like she was straying. So yeah. then you started acting out yeah. of character. That's I the just worst. Wasn't, I wasn't cut feeling. that way. I could not. No, same. I could not do that. I just wasn't me. And in that way, I'm exactly like dad yep. because he says that. And I'm like, that's exactly what I say. You are. I, know. I always cheated on, yeah. but I literally had the same yeah. thoughts. I'm like, yeah. that's not how I want to live my life. Exactly. 
Exactly. But what's really amazing for the listeners are usually around my age and a little younger. Um, he was 30 when he restarted his life. And he always says that his life didn't start until he met my mom. Yep. So if you're younger than 30 or even if you're 40 or 45 or 50, like you, your life might not have started really yet. And to me, it was like so refreshing when I finally learned what age he actually met my mom. And I was like, oh, you were 30? And I think I was like 25 when I learned that. I was like, oh, I can relax. Everything's fine. I have so much time. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it was for, for me and for most of the guys that I know, I think 30 is a really, really good age. You kind of like can tell what's going on in the world by 30 and uh, you know how to act. Yeah. And... uh it really paid off for me, obviously. Yeah. I mean. Everything happens for a reason. And yeah. She was like a necessary component in order to meet her. Yes. Yeah, he was very lucky. <laughs> it's so funny. But now I knew after a while, I just knew he's the one. I'm going to marry him. Yeah, but how did you know? Like, I what just, did you? It's just this feeling. I just thought. Did you feel like safe? Yes. I felt very safe. I felt very loved. I Felt like he would never cheat on me or dishonor me. I just knew. I just knew he's the one and um, that I could beat him into submission. I just knew that. <laughs> just knew that. I just had this What's good funny feeling. Is she says stuff like that all the time. <laughs> but because their personalities are so opposite, he thinks it's funny. So it's like they're the perfect puzzle piece because she says that. And I know a lot of men in this world, and I've dated one, that would have been like, Oh, yeah, absolutely not. Don't speak to me that way. Yeah. But my dad thinks it's funny because he knows her and he knows yes. what she means. And he, he knows that she doesn't mean any ill will when she says that kind of stuff. And no. she just let her talk. It's, like, right. it's just that kind of vibe. Like she just wants to feel it's true. Anybody and, that knows me knows that I am a forceful woman. Yeah. And I you say? like to feel powerful. And it's probably <laughs> just, because of all the crap we've been through. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes no. you got to let a woman feel like she's in control, especially if she's been through some but shit. He, he knows that I truly love him. I do. That's the most important thing. And he knows that he's safe with me and that I will do anything I can to protect him and he will do anything he can to protect me and that we are the most important person in each other's lives. Yeah. And that's how you have to treat everything in your relationship that nobody comes above your partner. No one no comes matter, above your partner. No matter what. He's number one. And I'm number one. And if I feel like I'm not number one, I tell him. Yeah. I say, wait, wait a minute. Don't be afraid to speak up because you're right. And you have to listen. I mean, some people have a hard time saying, you know, wait, wait, wait. What about me? No, you have to speak up. You have to tell your partner that uh, you're not good with this or you're, this is really rubbing you the wrong way. And, and you have to let them know uh, how you feel all the time. Yeah. Um, You're making me feel insecure. You're making me feel whatever it is. And marriage is very hard, but you have to work through it. You really do. And you have to forgive your partner for some of the mistakes that they make. And you have to forgive yourself for some of the mistakes that you make. Mm. And that just know in your mind that you're going to stay together no matter, you know, no matter what, you're going to work it out no matter what. Yeah. And you marriage gets stronger year by year by year. It gets stronger. So would you say that it was harder in the beginning? 
It was uh, easy in the beginning uh, for me. <laughs> we had 10 years of a honeymoon. Are you yeah, kidding? that's really? It was really, yeah, I mean, it was. I, I don't wow. think, yeah. geez, I can't even tell you. I mean, we just, wow, that's uh, amazing. I couldn't keep my hands off her for the first 10 years. Yeah. That's how it should be. Yes, it was great. It was really great. Um, I mean, and- I, I knew I was the luckiest guy on earth. Let me just say that. That's I knew good. That. Mom, you don't even know, like nowadays, guys that exist and are dating have so many options with social media and all this crazy crap yeah. that it's really hard to find a guy that like when I met Mark and he literally, our first date, he was like, yeah, I want to date you. That like hundred percent, this is what I want. And I was like, you're lying. You're a creep. Like, <laughs> because that's how you feel. Cause you're like, yeah. there's no way that men like you still exist. Yes. This is not real. Yeah. And, and we have to learn and women, we really have to learn again how to have those values and those expectations. Cause the only reason they're not acting like that is because we stopped expecting it. You demand that treatment before you do anything with a man. And you always told me that. Yes. But you it, were like, don't let any man just have it. You need to make sure that he knows right. what that's he's right. got. That's right. You don't give it away, girls. You really don't. You ha- They have to work for it. And more than just like- that's right. They have to work for it. And it's not because you said anything about being like sexually promiscuous. It wasn't that. It was because you always said- if they don't work for it, they're just going to give it away. Like you're worthless. You've That's lost right. all your value. That's right. True. Right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I made you work for it, didn't I, Mike? <laughs> well, you weren't easy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's right. I've never been easy. Never. Like no one wants to bring an easy girl home. That's no. right. I mean, really. Exactly. Like, and I'm sorry. And I'm all about sexual freedom. And I think if you're living that life of like, you want to be sexually free right now, do that. But just expect that you're not probably going to find your partner that way. If you want like a real life partner, yeah, I think that you have to have demand standards and you have to demand That's a different right. level. That's right. That's just my personal opinion. I am going to pull up questions that we have from viewers because we had a ton. Okay. First question. What was it? I'm going to go each of you now. What was it like to date someone that had been cheated on? And this is to my dad. Did you experience any like residual trauma from her and how did you handle it? Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, I don't think she realized that I was so serious in the, in the very beginning. I don't think she realized that I was really cared about her. And I thought she thought that maybe um, I was treating this as maybe a fling or maybe just getting over my ex type of thing. Uh, she didn't realize that I was, I knew she was the one and I was dead serious and I wasn't going to do nothing in this world to screw that up no matter what it took. I was just going to stay on this and and uh, and and just make her feel, you know, right because I knew she was hurt. I was hurt too. We were both hurt. And, right, you uh, had the empathy because you had both been through it. Yes, yes, definitely an advantage because when yes. one person hasn't been through it, it's hard for them to understand. You can't understand. Yeah, you really can't understand all the way unless you've been through it. And I knew what she was going through. I knew her whole case. I knew her. Her boyfriend, I knew everything, and and right. she knew mine, and we both knew our scenarios, and and it was, geez, she was worth fighting for, and I could not understand why someone else wasn't fighting for her, and I was like, wow, does she take me serious? I hope so. I think on our first date, I don't think she took me too serious. Uh, on our first couple of dates, we were together. I think it maybe might have took about six months before. I think she really knew that I was dead serious in everything that we were talking about and doing. 
And uh, it made it, it made a difference. It really did. Well, we are so alike, Mom, because I'm a six-month person too. That's right. Everyone used to think I was crazy, but I would be like, six months is when I decide, like, if they're really, like, here to stick it out or not. And then I'll, then I'll open up a little bit more. But before six months, no, absolutely not. You can stay right where we're at. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What about you? Did he have any residual, like, things that he would do? Was there any jealousy because he had been cheated on? I don't think so. It was all about me. Now I'm like kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. And that's why I love her. No, I'm only kidding. (laughs) I know I'm terrible, but I think that he had some little bit of trust issues when we first started dating. And then I just explained to him, I'm not that kind of person. I would never do that. I I just can't do it. You're just not that kind of person in general. I'm not. I'm just not that kind of person. And it took a little while for him. And then he just settled in and I was like, okay, let's get married. And so you, he's did, like, did you say that you earned each other's trust over um, in the first like six months to a year? Yes, I think so. Yes. I, I knew instantly really to tell you the truth that he was true blue kind of guy. I knew yeah. that just from the way that he was, he really made me feel like I was special. I was important. And that's, the most important thing in a relationship, you have to feel like you're valued. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So he made me feel like that. And I was, I was gone after that. I was like, okay, I actually was the one that proposed to him. I knew right away. I knew that. I did. I did. We were, we used to go to Tyler state park and we used to walk through and he picked me all these freaking weeds. (laughs) 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 And I was holding them and we took pictures of all this stuff. And then I actually got down on my knee and I said to him, I want to marry you. You're the person that I want for the rest of my life. And you're the, you're the person that I want to be the father of my children. And And that's something that women need to start thinking about nowadays. I don't know why people have lost that. I just knew he was such a great provider. He was such a great father. You can attest to that. Oh my God. All my children can attest to that. Every Father's and Mother's Day, I thank my dad for giving me my mom. And I thank my mom for giving me my dad. provider, yes. I have the best parents. I do. I really like genuinely feel like they picked each other for me. Yes, I did. I did pick him for you. But the problem was I had... I had uh, Mickey and Jesse first. My siblings. Yeah. I, but first I had, I had Mickey and then I became a foster parent and I got Tina, my, my sister, darling daughter who I loved so much. And then I had uh, Jesse. Mm-hmm. And then after that I had Carissa and then <laughs> I had, I got Jack who was another foster, but that was the best time of my life raising my children. I, I couldn't tell you. That made my life. Yeah, both of us. That was the best thing that ever and happened. And he was the best father. He is. He still is he the still best is. father. He still is. Yes, he is. I mean, yes, he is. I really like, you know, you don't appreciate this kind of thing when you're young because you just kind of like think that when you're young, everything is like only your perspective and you don't really think about other people. You're super selfish naturally because you just don't have perspective yet. And as you get older, you think about your own life, you think about your own relationships and you realize how hard it is to find a partner. And you start thinking like, how do my parents not only find an amazing partner, but then have all these kids and and do all this. And how did they, how? And I literally think about it all the time, but you guys really like, you did it. Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. We both worked worked hard. Uh, Mom and I both worked. 
she raised the family more so than me. I was always working somewhere, doing something, trying to make some extra money for the family. And she really, she was the anchor that, that kept our family moving. And, well, I don't even know. I could never have picked anybody better. You to guys raise both a played like integral ever. parts of our family, though. Like it wouldn't have worked without one of you. You know what right. I mean? It wouldn't have, That's true. it wouldn't have functioned. I mean, my childhood, like luckily was so, it, to me, it felt so seamless. It's like, you don't need, I mean, if you're a parent out there, like I truly, we didn't have all the money in the world. We weren't like super rich, but I didn't even notice. I literally didn't even think about it. I never, there was nothing that I wanted that I really couldn't have because I didn't really want like crazy shit. I didn't grow up wanting a Ferrari. I was yeah. super happy. I had the best siblings. I had the best parents. Really did. Like I just had the best, like, it was experiences for me. So if you're even a single parent, like your child is only really going to remember their experience, their safety. Like I always felt safe and I'll never forget the first time I was at a friend's house and I was like super young. I think I was like 15 and I saw that her parents were drunk and I was like, what's wrong with your parents? And I didn't, I was like, I've never seen my parents drunk. Like now we can drink together, but I understand it now, but I've never, I never saw them drunk. I never saw them crazy. I never saw them do anything that like made me never question saw them. Never saw fighting. Yeah. Like mm. I literally, I never saw them fighting. No. Literally ever. No. Never once. Mm-mm. I just felt like I had this perfectly, I don't know. Like I just didn't have that trauma. We all have trauma now from later in life. But as a young child, I felt like just having the safety net was good enough for me. Yeah. Looking back, I'm like, that's what I want to give my kids. I want my kids to know that like, they don't have to worry about where they're going to sleep at night, who's going to be there in the morning, if they're going to be fighting. They don't have to worry about if I'm going to be there. Like s- simple things that you can provide without money. That's the only thing that really matters. Your time is the most important thing. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I had so child. much time with both of you. Yeah. So many of my friends were like, I never saw my dad. Or like, my dad left. And I'm like, I feel like, spoiled. I feel spoiled in the weirdest way because I'm like, I wasn't spoiled like with the money. We weren't like millionaires. But I feel so spoiled in ways that I'm like, people can't have what, they can't buy what I had. No. I'm like, my dad was never not there. My mom was always there. I still, I'm like, to this day, I could call them and tell them anything. That's and they right. would be like, I could be like, I committed a crime. And they'd be like, what, what jail are you at? Damn it, Carissa. <laughs> That's we're, right. We're and, she did, and she did get in trouble. <laughs> she did get in trouble. But I was like, um, she was feisty. And I, I raised her to be that way. I raised her to be... Uh, a strong woman. I really yeah. want, I didn't want her to be a follower. I wanted her to be a leader because I was a follower growing up and I did not want that for my children. And I raised her to be, mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel that. Sometimes it backfired you on me. You raised me with like a crazy amount of confidence to the point That's where right. when my friends would be insecure, I'd be like, what's wrong with you? Like I, she used to tell me every day that I was like the coolest, most important, most everything in the world. And like, there was nothing I couldn't do. And that's why I think I ended up in the career path I even ended up in because most people won't even venture to this career path just because it's scary. But I just didn't have any fear. I didn't want you to do that. I fought against that. Yeah. I said, listen, your beauty will only last so long, but your brains last forever. So you have to get a college degree. Which I did. And she did because I'm, I was like, no way is my daughter going to be stupid. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I'm definitely not. And okay. she's not. She's very smart. 
Very smart, smarter than me and smarter than my husband. I kind of so. look at our parents as like they they light the torch and they find the right partner and then they pass you the torch. Mm-hmm. And when you're in your 30s, you start to feel this crazy weight of realizing what your parents were able to accomplish and what they did and really realizing what they did. And hopefully you're lucky enough to still have them there to say like, thank you. And I don't know what how I'm going to continue it. Oh my God. <laughs> because it does feel like a crazy weight. Like I feel like, if your parents weren't amazing, you might not feel that weight because you're like, I can do better than this. But I'm like, can I? Shit, can I do better than that? I don't know. Yes, you can. You're yes, amazing. I'm very yeah. proud of this young lady. She's Thank just, you. she just yeah. makes me so proud. Me too. They, all my so. children make me proud. They all do. Yeah. They're all amazing. And they're so, all on their own journey. That's true. That's very true. So here's um, some more questions, but I think we've answered some of them already. How do you know when it's right? And we definitely touched on that. Okay, were there people in your life that tried to break you up when you first got together for like the first year? Or was everyone like on board? No, there was definitely people that, you know, I don't say, wouldn't say talk down about what was going on between me and her, but in a way that made me feel like, I think they were trying to make me feel guilty or something. I don't know what it was. Do you remember they thought that, remember they thought something was going on before it was going on? Yeah, I mean, I had several people approach me and say, yeah, well, I mean, uh, I mean, I seen your wife. She's gorgeous. Sure, you, you guys weren't like being real friendly before. You met each other. Uh, I mean, people you know, are always every, trying something. You know, they're trying to throw something out there that wasn't there. And as far as I can concern, they could have said anything they wanted. It, it did not matter to me. I wasn't going to listen to anybody. Nobody was going to deter me from where I was going. And and I think she felt the same way. We uh, we made our minds up and we stuck to it. And thank God, I mean, this has been, I want to say 38 years we've been married, but we've been together for 40. This has been the best 40 years of my life. I wouldn't trade this time, not even one year for nothing in the world. It's Mm -hmm. been absolutely a ride that I can't even explain. And can you believe the way they started now that you guys know their story, you can kind of put it into perspective in your own life and kind of look at things because when you look at it from their perspectives, things that probably seemed so big when they were 30 are now so small. And thank God we did that. And thank God we were a team. And, you know, I think it's hard to create that team mentality nowadays. People don't have that anymore. People don't have the same relationship values. No, they don't. I got mine from you guys. I always say, this is the first time I've been with somebody who feels like my partner. And I can truly say it's different. Because it's like if you have the conversations as we're on the same team, we're doing the same thing. It changes the game. If you can't have that conversation and and you're a serious person, then you need to find someone else because there are people who want to be on a team. You know, this isn't every man for himself. You can't have a family and a life with somebody without having a team mentality. The only thing that I have to say is that no matter what happens, one person can have an idea of this is the kind of life that I want, but maybe the other person doesn't want to. Right, right. And so you really don't know that, but you have to know in yourself that no matter what happens in your life, that you will be okay. And I've always felt that way. No matter what happens in my life, I know that I will be okay. You have resilience and you can survive. You have to have that. But Mike and I are the same mindset and we want the same things in life and we talk about it all the time. And the most important thing that I've learned from friends of mine, like Patty and Fred, Mm -hmm. is that you have to be best friends. Yeah. Really, they've been married longer than us. 
and they have been best friends. And the number one person in Fred's life is Patty. And the number one person in Patty's life is Fred. Nobody comes above that. And you have to keep that. And so that's what we do, Mike and I. That's what we do. So there you have it. The key. That is the key. Respect. (laughs) Respect. One another's boundaries. Wow, that was big. Because that is something that people... It takes a long time to learn. And sometimes, unfortunately, you learn it too late. Boundaries. We talk about it all the time on this show. But they are so important. Know yours. Vocalize yours. And if your partner has vocalized theirs, respect them. Just respect them. They're their own human. You're on a team, but you're two people on a team. Yeah. That's right. I remember one time I was talking to my wife and uh, I was had the wrong tone. I, I didn't realize what I was doing. I was actually talking down to her and she said, hold, just stop right there. Everything you're doing, you're talking down to me right now. And uh, that's just not acceptable. And and I thought about it and um, I'm thinking, you're right. I was, that was like, what was I doing? You know, right. how did I let myself go there? And you have to respect each other when you speak to each other and you got to talk. Yeah. It's, it's so important to always know, your partner and what makes them happy. It just really is so important. Be there if they need you to be there for them. And if they tell you they need something changed, think about it. Think about it. It's usually the right decision. Without getting defensive. Yeah, you cannot get defensive. Like we we joke joke and laugh about things all the time. And Do you guys will be mid, like now that I'm an adult and they'll actually argue in front of me, which they never used to, they'll be mid-argument and literally she'll call him like a fat ass and he starts laughing. And I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, They're like mid argument, and then they start laughing. And then she's like, I'm sorry, I was a bitch. And he's like, nah, I was rude. And I'm like, what the hell? I know sometimes I just happened. Sometimes I catch myself and I'm thinking, I can't believe I just said that. Well, I do the same thing because I'm you. I do the same. (laughs) And and Mark will be like, what did you just say to me? And I'm like, you're right, it went too far. That's right. You have to be I willing. I do it all the time. Hey, I being do it all in a relationship holds you accountable to being a better person every day, or it should. If you're with a good person, mm. you should feel consistently. <laughs> and you should know when you go too far. You should know. But I'll always start laughing. I'll say something so mean. And then I think to myself, I can't believe that came out of my mouth. And then I turn around, look at him. I'm laughing. And I said, I'm so sorry. I should not have said that. And when she does it, I generally don't say anything. I just... You're so Stare calm, cool, collected. He is. Space. He is so and, calm. And then I realized, I realized that she realized that maybe she got a little carried away. And, uh, you know, it really, you know, she's saying some hurtful things. So we know our boundaries. You know each other so well at this yeah. point. Yeah. That maybe that's how you got there. And I think people just need to be like, you know, relax. If you know you want to be in each other's lives, you're engaged right now and you're about to do it. Like, Think about everything that they just said. Really think about it. It's a life commitment. Oh, it is. Yes, it is. That is your teammate. And you have to forgive yourself. You really do. You have to forgive each other and you have to forgive yourself. And you're not perfect. And this is a work in progress. So nobody's perfect. And life is not perfect. And you just have to be there for each other no matter what. Yep. Amen to that. Well, thank you guys so much for being on Six Flights Up. If our listeners loved this episode, let us know. 
put it on our Instagram, leave a review on Apple or Spotify. We could make this a regular series. My parents have so much knowledge and so much inspirational, like goodness for relationships. And it's helped me throughout my entire life. So thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you. You guys are the best. You're the best. Thank you to the listeners. Check us out on Six Flights Up and I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.